Welcome to TTP Turnbuckle Talk Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Dirty Blondes. Dirty Blondes is a bar located in the heart of Blackpool, famous for their banging tunes, cocktails, and 18-inch pizzas. The only place to get a pizza as big as your table across the Bad Coast. If you're ever in Blackpool, check them out. They're on Facebook and on Instagram. That's Dirty Blondes Blackpool. Welcome to TTP Temporal Talk Podcast. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Braveheart himself, <laughs> John Dugan. <laughs> <laughs> These are getting better, Kieran. How are you? Yeah, I, I, I need, I'm running out of Scottish um, <laughs> yeah, phrases, so I need, I'll, I'll come up with them every week. Um, today we've got a special guest. Um, we've got um, the Marcus with us from WAW. Hello, guys. Hi, how are you? Thank you very much. How are you? Yeah, good. good. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> um, do you want to just introduce yourself, tell people who may not know who you are, and yeah, give yourself yeah. a little introduction. So, um, my name is Margus Nelson, aka Marvel Margus. I am the current WAW World Light Heavyweight Champion in WAW, and I've been setting myself up to get ready for the um, to, to, um, to have a talk. I have a little Marvel Margus Dan and a little figure of me in the background. <laughs> That's cool. Where did you get the figure from? Oh, it's one of my one of my wrestling mates made it for me. I got it for Christmas. I didn't know what it was till I saw the feet. And when I unwrapped it, I was like, "Oh, it's me!" I didn't recognise it because I mean, the design for it is actually really good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cool, I've seen it? it. Yeah, I've seen that on your Instagram. It looks really cool. Yeah, yeah. Bring it a bit, bring bring it a bit closer. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, isn't it? <laughs> That's not bad, that. Got the little red hair as well. <laughs> I mean, to me, if you have a wrestling figure, you've made it as a wrestler. That I mean, I could retire the next day if I had a figure. No, he's not going to stay there. <laughs> I'll just move him away anyway. Yeah, I, I actually have made it now because of wrestling. Because most people think I wasn't going to make it at all. And... Um, yeah. Because they said, oh, I'll never be a wrestler and all that stuff. And now, ever since I got this title and all that, prove people wrong. Yeah, yeah so I mean, fine. I believe you're, um, you went to like um, a careers advisor and said, you want to be a wrestler? And they kind of just laughed at you, essentially. Yeah, so it's pretty much when, they, when we're all sitting on the table, like um, our classroom, the day was somewhere about. Um, I was like year 10 or 11, I think, when yeah. the teacher said to us all, she said, okay, guys, so we're nearly coming to the end of term and all that. So what is the most best thing you want to do in the future? Everyone was like going around to saying, oh, I want to be a cat. Look at the cats and people and all that, yada, yada, yada. And then when it gets to me, I said, I definitely know what I want to do. And she said, what is that? I want to be a professional wrestler. But then when I said that, when everyone completely went, dead silent. No one even say one thing, apart right. from the good teacher. He said, um, can, I borrow you to, can I borrow you to the office, please? And I was like, I thought I was actually going to be student of the month. I was actually really hyped. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I, worked, I reached my goal. So when, when we sat down and he said, look, Marcus, I, am, I heard what you said in your class. I hate to say this, but you cannot be a wrestler. And that's when I closed. 
That's shocking, right. isn't it? Yeah. So I said, why? Because when we see you in school now, you were like anger and hurting people by mistake. But, but when we see you, you just lose it. And I was like, mm. so? I said to him, but the wrestling could change everything, though. And that's when the argument went a little bit heated up with them. Yeah. So it's a shame. You'd think it's giving more support and that. Yeah. Because it's not it's not that far away to be able to do that. Like you've done. Yeah. You've shown. How far after that did you go and see about learning how to wrestle? Yeah, yeah, I did. A few years later. Because from the moment when I walk out of that office, I got actually looked myself in the mirror. I'm like, I was being like, like, like no, this is it. This is how I am. You can't even do my dream. And I'm like, no, 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 I can't think like that. I must go and do it myself. Who cares what the teachers say? I said to myself. So ever since when I left school, I went to Pathways College. It was in mean, River Hewitt School. It was quite rubbish, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so um, learning there, started wrestling. When I first found WAW, it's in um, a Yarmouth, in Yarmouth show once, where me and my dad went to find. And that's when I first met Zach. I was like, maybe he could teach me how to wrestle, I said to myself. So I asked the boss, Ricky, that's when I first met him, saying, what's the number for all WAW so I can join? He's like, yeah, you come join us. We're looking for more people. I was like, all right, let's do it. So two years later, me and my mother went down to the gym and I looked around, there was rings, weight equipment, and then Zach right there, he's teaching my first technique, the ones to tens, ins and outs, ins and outs. Then, and Zach said to me, right, time for your bigger thing. And I was like, what? Taking the bumps. I was like, okay then, let's do this. <laughs> so I filmed with a crash mat a couple of times, done it several times. Then, and he said, all right, we're moving the crash mat. I said to myself, you what? I was like, oh no. And I remember the head tucked in and all that, and I took my bump and I was like, <laughs> I think honestly it did not tickle one bit <laughs> God Do you know honestly like that proper pees me off like somebody would like, especially someone who's um, supposed to give career advice kind of just shut you down instantly not not any follow up or anything yeah like, just honestly but I suppose it's kind of made you eager for it and want to put people along yeah Besides, when I took the bomb, it, it's not only did it hurt, but it lit like an excitement though, because I was like, yeah. I think I finally made it. I finally reached it and beat the mm. teachers and everybody else who took the mick out of me, think I couldn't do it. Yeah. Has any, have you been in touch with anyone from school that said you would never make it or anything or, you know? It's actually, yes, it's true. They actually have texted me about it. Some nice words. Some of them were some. Some of them were like, "Yes, Marcus, you've done it. You made it." But some of them were like, "No, that's easy. I can walk in the park like that." And that's when they're a bit jealous. Haters gonna hate. Yeah, I was like, I said, "Well, go on then. You try it then. See, you can do it. I bet they won't even do it." And, and it's been a few years, and they haven't even done it. Uh, I mean, people all it? talk, aren't they, John? <laughs> I yeah. mean, I, I'd love to try it. I don't know if I'd be any good at it. You seem to be <laughs> really good at it. How long 
How long do you think it took you to get uh, good enough to do your first match? Um, something about a year, I think it was. I think it was a year. Because I was um, going through the basics, learn the tur- hit the turnbuckles properly, flip bumps, rolls, and all that stuff. The more times I get better and better and better, the more confident I get. And that's yeah. why I had my first match. It was amazing, my first match. Was that the first match? Was that the one that was on Step Into the Ring, or had you wrestled before that? Uh, I wrestled before Step Into the Ring. I have. How was, was that? How, how was your first match? Were you nervous or were you quite confident in what you were going to be doing? To be honest, I didn't know which one to choose. Because one, one of them side here was like nervous and worried, but the rest of my whole body was like full of excitement, ready to explode. And like, I have fi- like saying, I finally reached my goal. And so when I went up there to Burton and everyone started cheering, I was like, I made it. And that's where I am now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I want to be quite direct though. Um, but so you have learning difficulties. Yeah. Um, and the fact that you've gone, you know, right to WAW, uh, WAW and then got the belt. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just proves that, like, if you put your mind to it and determination, you can achieve anything. And yeah. honestly, you should be really proud of yourself. I have, I have. I've been proud of myself since. Because ever since when I had the title, when Billman passed it to me, the whole, my whole life turned around. Like, it's like this is just not the end. This is just the beginning of a mm. new chapter. How, how do you feel about, because you essentially now are the role model. You've kind yeah. of set the bar. You, you have set the bar. Yeah, I feel I feel really, 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 really happy about it. It's like I yeah. finally broke free from my cursed past till right now where I am. Because if I didn't find Zach or WAW, I don't know where, where I'll be then. Yeah, I mean, we interviewed Zach, and Zach is just, he's just such a nice guy. And um, it really shows on the BBC documentary um, as well, which is a great series. Yeah, it was an amazing series. It was a lot of fun having pizza. That was my favourite part. <laughs> when I said that, I said, is it just me now? Or if I'm getting really, really more co- more confident with jokes now? Because I'm like, because mm. when they say a few things, I'm like, yeah. Because I didn't know what jokes are. Because I didn't take it seriously. Because what I thought, like, they thought they actually mean it, but they said, no, 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 it's just a joke, it's just a joke. Because I remember years ago at Epic when, when one of my mates go and get an orange, um, a lemonade, or like a, a lemon fruit, and when I came back, one of them said, that's a lime. And I said, no, it isn't, that's a lemon. He said, no, that's a lime. Until I got so angry, I started squeezing the lemon. <laughs> and one, right, of okay. mates, one of my other mates said, no, 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 Marcus, Marcus, it's just a joke. That is a lemon, you've got it right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with with the footage, um, you know, you're there with the other wrestlers, and it just seems such a family environment. And yeah, um, yeah it's really good viewing. If you haven't seen it, it's on BBC iPlayer still. Um, step into the ring. Um, yeah, it, it was a, it was a really good series. 
Yeah, I joined, I watched it so many times as well. And I mean, I said to myself, this is what I need to do now. This is what might help other people achieve their dreams. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it definitely, it, it's such a good documentary because it shows two things. It shows, you know, someone with autism reaching their goal, like you have, and how wrestling can help people such as yourself or and like all it, every, everyone on it had different uh, things going on. Yeah. I think like it showed how good wrestling is because sometimes when they do wrestling documentaries, they aren't always showing a good light. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, and because so, straight from the, you're on the first episode, so straight away it showed your story and to doing that match and how you progress in that. I think you're getting better all the time as well, because... I am. I am. I feel more stronger, more confident, and more more exercise now, because I've been doing running every single day now. Nice. Yeah, I've seen that. What is your goal? How, how far are you trying to run? Because I see it on your Instagram. You do it quite a lot. Yeah, because um, there's a lot of places. I'm trying to see I get somewhere about... Five, work my way up to five or six miles, I think. Work my way up. Getting ready to wrestle again. Yeah, I'm actually dying to get back in the ring because you know because of COVID. It has been you know stabbing me a couple of days because I just keep missing going out and being in the ring, seeing my friends, and all that stuff. Mm. We were planning on watch Godzilla versus Kong next month as well. <laughs> We've been talking about that for months. <laughs> Another thing I noticed that you watch, Marcus, is. Um... Jackass, because I see it a lot on your Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. Because me and my cousin, my cousin Anne, we played Jackass again so much when we were young. I've seen that. I've never played it. I've actually a lot of fun it is. I is must it? admit, like, me and my friends at high school, we were just... I mean, it sounds bad, but we would copy Jackass and we would just do stupid stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, when yeah, I saw the intro of Jackass, I was like, I'm really tempted to do that. Jump in the trolley and go all the way down to the hill. Yeah. What, what did you do as a kid, John? No, I watched Jackass. I mean, I have never played the video game of it. It's actually a lot of fun, the game. Because I think what the game is, you do the story mode, and you have to be a new um, director of it because one of them hurt his um, downstairs by slipping on a banana into a... Um, one of those watering cans from um from the US when you get water from the fire gates used. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it happened. And he said, and the beginning of it, he's like, oh man, the idiot dropped the camera too. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I mean, I would get more than that, but he dropped my camera. <laughs> Who's your favorite on Jackass? I didn't really much know their names though. I didn't know one named Johnny Alexville. I remember, it, no, I know his name because I keep hearing his name all the time. Yeah, it's kind of his show, isn't it? Yeah, I think I know another one named Ryan Dunn. Right, Ryan Dunn, yeah. He, I, I used to like rap himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what would happen, right, is I'd be watching Jackass at home with my parents, well, when my parents were upstairs or whatever, and then rap himself would just have a segment where he runs across the street, absolutely naked. <laughs> in slow motion. Well, that's when my mum walks in. 
Mum goes, what are you watching? I'm like, oh, it's just Jackass. <laughs> um, me and my cousin's favourite one was um, Dirk and wakeboarding, boarding, when you have a trash lid and you've been holding on like, yeah. uh, like water skiing. I love how you said, I was like, hey, I'm Ryan Dunn and uh, this is what we call Dirk and wakeboarding. As they come up from behind and hit them with um, trash lids on his head. Jesus. Me and my friends did a bit of antiquing as well. Do you ever do that? What's that? Antiquing is where you just get some flour. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember that as well. <laughs> <laughs> and also, the most things I enjoyed more in life was um, steam trains as well. I think you saw that on the documentary. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen that you've done a lot of... Um, you've found, like, a lot of abandoned ones. Are they quite easy to find, like um, abandoned train stations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did be my dad and start doing that ever since we found found the first one um, outside of North Walsham. How do you find it? Is it like? Well, dad found it first, and he said, "Marcus, I need to show you something." So what we did, we got into my little classic mini car, and he jumped and asked me where to drive, and then that's when we found. I said, "No way! Is that old train station?" And it was like a long line, uh, just a long line. And we found an old bridge as well. God. That's cool. It's amazing that they're just there and totally yeah. abandoned. My dad was daydreaming. was like, if I won the lottery, I will come back here and turn this whole place into a cat. When people walk <laughs> by and buy drinks and carry on walking. I actually ran down there, I did. I actually ran to Spanham to the train station. And it was a long run, it was. Very long run. God. Have you been on the Hogwarts Express? Well, I have been on the Hogwarts Express in USA, on in, um, in Florida, in the Universal Studios, when that yeah. went to America. It was quite amazing when I saw the steam train. I said, is it actually anyone driving? And I was like, oh, there isn't anybody driving. When I was controlled by tracks, I was like, oh. <laughs> we went I've never seen it. We, we went to the carriage, and then there was like like a little um, scenery where you're watching, like you're actually on it, like mm. you're moving along. And oh. one thing, when we, we when the train starts, we're like, oh no, it's, this is when the, the guy puts, when the person grab, grabs the skeleton hand to the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh no, it's that. And when we look, it was there. I, I was like, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I believe um, the Hogwarts Express train is doing a tour, so it's coming to Preston. Uh, it's going to Carlisle. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't know if it's coming down your way. But I know it's doing a little tour. I hope it is. Like, like when me and my dad saw the the famous Flying Scotsman. That was amazing. Yeah. I mean, she. I've been wanting to stand on that train ever since I was little. I mean, she won, she's been all over the world flying Scotsman to Australia, to USA, and she's been broke this world record. I've been, honestly, my whole room right now is full of just train pictures of flying Scotsman, even Star, Mallard, the A4 class. Oh, wow. I've seen the flying Scotsman's, uh, Scotsman comes uh through near where I live as well. Yeah, um, Neem Valley. Quite Valley. Sexy. Mm. I was actually I was actually in the front carriage and I was behind her and that was amazing. 
and it was for my birthday present it was when i when me and my mother went on the flying scotsman had a ride and watch her come past as well I said, yeah i said to myself she is so beautiful i mean she's i think she's one of the most beautiful trains that ever exist i must admit there is something really exciting about a steam train just because you don't really see them as much anymore no mm. um yeah only the famous ones can stay on the line, like Flying Scotsman, Sir Nigel Bridgley. I always thought they want they ever, ever, ever bring Mallard back onto the track. Because ever since she had that crack boiler, it, I didn't, didn't have enough much money to um, fix her back up. I mean, yeah, it's quite, it must be quite expensive to fix things like that. Mm -hmm. she, she was a beautiful train, she was. Broke her rep, broke flying sculptor's record, 186 miles per hour. I remember that oh, one. Wow. Is that how fast they go? Yeah. Oh. That's crazy. I didn't know that. 186 miles per hour. Yeah. Wow. Because my, my granddad, Eddie, that's what my dad's, my mum's dad's name, she mm. he told me a lot of stories about flying Scotsman and Mallard. The main story I really wanted, it was interesting, was Mallard, how she broke. Um, Flying Scotland's record. And I said to my said to my grand, I said, how she broke the record? By going 186 miles per hour. I said, wow, that fast? But now, when I've been watching British steam trains, learning more about Mallard, because she's most, most famous than Sonata Bresley. Um, talk a bit going fast. I see that you've been learning to drive. How's that been going? It's actually going really well. I have done a few driving lessons. One of my new, my good friend, um, Carl, does a driving lesson for me every Wednesday. I, I can't do it now because um, pandemic to lockdown, all that stuff. Mm. Yeah, I'm getting there really slowly now, but the only thing I need to work on now is my theory test. Yeah. Mm. To be honest, I'm not looking forward to it, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's... I. I had to do it twice. Um, I think I did it once in Blackpool. I wasn't very good at it at all because I just didn't learn the test at all. Um, is that your mini that you show on Instagram then? Yeah, my little classic mini. Is, it was not really good when, when we first bought it because the wheels were wrong and everything was dented up. The air gas was all rusted and all way. So my dad has a good friend of his fix it all up into a brand new mini. It looks really good. Yeah, it, it does look cool. cool. Yeah, I love a mini. Yeah, Especially yeah. the old the old um the old ones, I think, uh, look so much better than the newer ones. The reason why I wanted the mini because I wanted like like the Italian job mini. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the most favorite films. They did make a 2003 one when they used the new version minis. Mm. Yeah. To be honest, I didn't really enjoy it. I you know, a, lot, a lot of people said they didn't really enjoy it, but I don't know, I quite enjoyed it. I mean, it's not, it's nothing on the classic film, mm. but I, I enjoyed it. I mean, what's your opinion, John? I like the, I think the original was better, but yeah, I can watch it. It's not a film I watch a lot. I prefer the older one. Yeah. Mm. There's some good scenes in the older one, like it's amazing. If you think when it was filmed, like 60s, mm. some of the scenes in that film are amazing. 
I think mm. that's why I like Menis because of that film, to be fair. Yeah, same. <laughs> mm. I always take the mega out of people and say, they ask, where are you taking that mini? We're going to steal gold. I <laughs> <laughs> said, good luck with that. There's law everywhere now since those days. Yeah. I said, well, I'll just use the sewers. Um, I love how they go down the sewer as well when they're getting chased. Yeah. <laughs> It's, all, it's the ending as well is always good, isn't it? Because they're... Yeah. You don't know if they manage to get away with it or not. It leaves it sort of hanging in the balance. Like, Hang on there, lads. I've got a great idea. <laughs> uh, and that's it. I was like, well, that's it? What are they going to do? <laughs> and now, it's been years now. No no words. <sighs> so I just think about it in my mind right now, like saying, okay, they must have grabbed a rope, pulled the gold forward. And take it all off at the same time and try and leave come. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Because just go back to wrestling. Uh, we've talked about all sorts there. Um, <laughs> what was it like getting your ring gear? Really good. Nice and shiny. Exactly the same how I made it on WWE Games as well. I made it on um, what I want to look like. I take a picture, send it to one of my friends um, named Stu. Uh, was one of my other friends, Cam's mother. She makes all the designs. Oh, cool. Amazing. How come you picked purple? Well, I was using purple, but when I was playing a game called Saints Row, and I just saw the purple uh, one, yeah. I, like, I love purple. Because every time I keep playing the game, I'm purple, purple, purple. I'm like, I need to put this on my wrestling gear. Yeah. I think it looks really good. It stands out. Yeah, yeah. I was say it does stand out. A lot of people have, you know, like white or black. Uh, but yeah, purple definitely stands out. Yeah, Ricky said to me, "We that's the first person we see with different colours." Because he, because when I when I came wrestling, everyone was wearing like black, red. I don't know about any other colours. White. I think it gives you sort of um, like a superhero look. Which goes with yeah. your name, obviously, Mar Marvel Marcus. I think it looks really good. Well, I, like Marvel Marcus, like a superhero, but he's also a fighter as well. Mm. Like yeah. he doesn't back down from any fight. Uh, who do you plan to wrestle in the future? Oh yes, I got about three. I have the main person who I really want to fight is Chris Jericho. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> He's the top of my list. He's the person <laughs> who I want to fight. Uh, he, you should call him out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chris Jericho, if you ever watch this, I'm calling you out. And I'm, I'm actually meaning that I will want to fight Chris Jericho. Then my second dream opponent is Nick Aldis, the MWA world champion. Oh. Yeah. And then my third opponent... It's going to be Cody Hall, the son of Scott Hall. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah. A good wrestler. Yeah. I met, I've been training with him a couple of times as well. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's and, cool. And he wrestles in his dad's gear, doesn't he? Yeah. Kind of work, yeah. Mm. How, how, is, um, how is he, like, you know, his persona and wrestling? He's, he's actually a really kind person. Mm. Talks to me. Sometimes I can be a bit cheeky sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Most people call me the cheeky one in wrestling sometimes. 
Um, there's other, like, there is another person who I really want to face. That is Kenny Omega. I love to fight him. That'd be a good yeah. one. Yeah. But the would main you, person is Chris Jericho. Would you ever wrestle against Zach? I was just about to ask Zach. It's like, where's that my mouth? <laughs> I really do want to fight Zach one-on-one. -on -one. I really want to do that in a fight, man. I really want to face him one-on-one. Still the master. Like Ricky Jr. Mm. took on the channel as well. Yeah. Most people yeah, for that. I think you'd have to do it in the right moment and you know have you turn on your trainer, Zach. Mm. So I think that would get over. <laughs> yeah. Well that means I've got to change my ways. Because I've been thinking about changing ways and stuff. Cause I've been listening to different music because that keeps me occupied and confident. Like when I'm angry, I put angry music on and like get it all out, get it all out. When I'm sad, I put sad music on and get that all out. What well, I feel really joy on that, I put joy, happy music on. But the thing is with, with you, Marcus, is you're so well loved and you're such a great baby face. I don't know if you could turn heel. I think that you'll still be loved as a heel. <laughs> I know. That's how uh, when everyone was like, when he's a heel, then everyone still loves him as a baby face or love him um, as a baby face, but a heel. Yeah. <laughs> I do take the make out of people as well, saying, you just made a list. Just use it. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favourite one of him. Yeah. So you've, you've got, um, there's quite a few dates coming up in WAW. Um, um, I've seen they've advertised throughout the year. There's some big shows coming up, so how you feel about getting back into the ring? Do you feel prepared or, you know, are you a bit... I'm ready. I'm born ready. Yeah. Because when people ask me to keep, like, give up, you can't win. But all I do is just get up and just, just use my power. Like, like um, Goku and Dragon Balls. Like, like, he gets up, then turns Super Sand or something. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's mad that you lost show was in December. I mean, it just seems such a long time ago. It's... I know. You know but we're almost there, at least. I hope so, because I just really can't think of all this stuff. Because mm. I had my jab the other day, and I was like, oh. <laughs> I came in at this the other day as well. I'm the only yeah. one that's not at it. <laughs> I know, it's just you. <laughs> yeah. Did you feel um, awful the next day? Yeah, I felt awful. My yeah. eyes were burning, my whole skin was burning red hot. Even my whole body started aching as well. Yeah, I was sweating in bed. Like, honestly, it's, it was horrendous. I, I got up at six. I couldn't sleep anymore. Yeah. My eyes were burning. like, Ugh. I was like, hurry up. When I started hearing the birds, I was like, okay, it's nearly morning. We're almost there. Just a few more sleeps. <laughs> when it really kicked, I'm like, no more. I can't do it. I'm waking up. <laughs> yeah. Do you... Um, are you watching the current product, um, like the WWE wrestling? Not really, to tell the truth. Yeah. yeah. I used to be, I used to love WWE back in its days, like John Cena, the Triple H. That's the true WWE. But now it's just dead. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> it's not what it used to be. <laughs> Especially when you have people like Bad Bunny at WrestleMania. Yeah. The worst one was Ronda Rousey at SummerSlam. That one, that what killed me from WWE. Did you know why Ronda Rousey? 
No. Who who sit in the middle of the ring doing this? Like, okay, I'm just sitting here, shut my eyes. Um, I'm doing a gypsy. I'm sitting here. You can come strangle me. <laughs> Angry face. Yeah, she, she was trying to um, bait her in, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I need to come. And I was like, what the beat was this? <laughs> I said, who would sit in the middle of the ring doing gypsy stuff, come in, <laughs> pull it down, and yell, shut up, break her arm, break her arm, tap out, done. Because <laughs> we watched that on our SummerSlam with me and my mates on TV. We were watching it on TV, and we were like, what is she doing? It's like, one of them was like, okay, well, I'm looking forward to this. And I was like, <laughs> and then, I was going to say, <laughs> When it comes to WrestleMania, do you all watch it, um, WAW together? Well, they did watch more, well, I wasn't there. They watched the Royal Rumble they did when Edge returned. Yeah. When I, mm. I watched the highlights, and when I saw Edge, I was like, is that Edge? Oh, <laughs> but I'm happy too. I was like, he's back, it's been nearly nine years. Yeah. He had a neck problem back in 2011. Mm. I thought, I wish he did return. I mean, I have gone off WWE now, I have to be honest. The only new company I'm really enjoying so much is AEW, and that's the place I really want to go. Who's your favourite in AEW? John Marksley, but definitely Chris yeah. Jericho, because he's there. Yeah, John John Moxley is awesome. In w, yeah. Uh, yeah, I love John Moxley. <laughs> do you reckon? Um, I mean, is that your dream to kind of go um, to a massive company that's televised like AEW? Yeah, definitely. Because my first dream was going to go to WWE, but when ever since they did that. Uh, because honestly, I've been bragging about it for a long time. When my mother said, "When my mother said, why do you want to go to WWE? Because I don't bow to them. I don't at all. <laughs> Thank mm -hmm. you, I don't bow to WWE one bit. Yeah. Only AAW, I love to go. And mm. but WWE more WAW, sorry, WAW more. I love it more than anything else. But I mean, I've seen um, WAW. They have um matches at Norwich City football ground. Oh that which, I'm I'm not sure how many that holds but that must be I mean that must be incredible to have it, it in was. a full-on stadium. Yeah. Because when they first talked about it, I was like, I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't know if it's gonna work or not. But then I, I was like no it isn't it's working it's amazing upstairs <laughs> I was like that's a lot of people yeah Honestly, my hands are on my head and I was gripping my hair because I was like, no way. <laughs> Grant Hall, he was amazing. Mm. Did him. you wrestle at Norwich? Yeah. Yeah, and the um, Rumble match. That's cool. I, and I did got hit by the steel chair by Big Joe. <laughs> <laughs> how, how was the uh, steel chair? Did it Was it painful? Yeah, painful. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine it was. <laughs> He spat water at me and then hit the chair. I was like, oh, no! And I was, like, waiting for someone to eliminate me. <laughs> it was amazing, I, though. I mean, I'm just kind of going back a little bit, but 
I mean, wrestling has changed your life. Like you said, you said, direct, like, quote, you said, wrestling has got rid of like, your demons from your past, yeah. um, which, you know, is amazing. Do you get any people coming up to you asking advice of how to be a wrestler and, you know, asking you questions about wrestling? Yeah, when I do a lot of camps, usually Zach or Soraya Knight or Ricky Knight tell them about me. Yeah. It's like, we do have a person that has autism. And they said, really? They said, that boy there, he's got autism and he's wrestling. People say he couldn't do it. Look at him now. He's wrestling like a star now. Because they, the night, they saved my life. Because mm. it wasn't for them, I don't know where I would be. Because my mother was been begging for help. And she fought one man, that was Zach. He was the only, he's the only person that can keep me straight line, like keep me balanced. Because Doray and I, she definitely keeps me balanced as well, but Zach more as well. Mm. But I still got a lot more control of the anger a bit, but can't show weakness. That's one thing that's worrying me so much the past few years now. Try not to show the anger weakness. If I show it weakness, then it will just come straight at you. Yeah. I'm taking all this boy now. Rage, rage, rage. Because ever since when that head teacher said you'll never be a wrestler, I get I was so angry. I mean, I went bright red. My skin went red and grit my teeth. I thought it was when my teeth were gritting, I thought my teeth were going to like bleed at the same time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Have you um have you kind of been into any like schools or you know like um, doing any kind of motivational speaking? Because I think I think your story is definitely you know people would want to hear it and I think people would get um, inspired by it. I was going to do it to my school. I was, and when I yeah. sent the letter, they I hate to say it, but they actually chicken out. Why? They actually chicken out. I said. I said to him nice and clear, can I please bring the wrestling to the school and show how much they change me and all that stuff. No violence, no bah, hit him with a chair, all that stuff. I said to them, <laughs> none of them just funny acting of like poking the eyes or like saying stop, flat, or, or some chase around or funniness and stuff. No violence, no nothing. Can you let me know, I said to him. And he brought it back and I read it. And I was annoyed, and but laughing at the same time. I said to my mother, declined it. That's, I mean, you think about all the stupid stuff that came to our schools. Like mm. there, there was a guy who was a math, a mathematician. Like he was a did magic with maths, and yeah. it's just these stupid things. If a bunch of wrestlers came to my school, I'll be well happy. I'd actually listen and kind of pay attention. Yeah. But instead, he sided chicken out. Uh. Well. What a yeah! <laughs> <laughs> he me from wrestling when he told me about it as well. He was well, like, it, it, "It probably feels embarrassed that he kind of said you won't be a wrestler, and now mm. you are." Because mm. when I saw him again, and um, because my school used to do a white line cafe, I used to do that pathway as well. It was quite a lot of fun, though. Mm. So when I went in there after I'd done the gym, I walked up there to have lunch, and he was there. I'm like, oh no, not him. 
<laughs> so I came in normally, calm and peaceful. And he's like, oh, it's you, Marcus. Hello there. I'm like, I said, please go away, go away, go away. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have my lunch. I went pay. He said this. I heard you're doing wrestling now. And I said, I said, yes. And why? I thought you were still forbidden. I thought he said to him, he said to me, I said, you what? You say I'm still forbidden. I said, I, I, he said he was, he lost his words then. But that's when I actually turned the trigger on and let my anger actually come into me that time. So what I did, I dropped my bag down and actually walked up to his face and actually stuff actually had a go at him. <laughs> God. And I said to him, because you didn't want me to wrestle, you're just worried I'll lose it and snap you in half. And then I picked my bag up and then, you know, hit my bag onto his shoulder. Like a little... Because, like, if you know you're like a dinosaur and you scare off another male, you just get like a little cheap shot, like whack on the other <laughs> dinosaur. <laughs> that's pretty much what I've done. I use my bag as a tail and just use the whack on <laughs> And the most people were shocked. They were like, wow. Like, and he was like angry as well. He was like yelling, like, how dare you, Marcus? And, he, and I was like, I looked at him for the last time. I said, look, sir, this is the last time you're going to see me. So try and stop me now. And I walked out of the cast and never looked back. <laughs> um, if they ever made a film about your life, who would you want to play you? Oh, yeah, I've been talking about that as well. I said it to Rob Butler. I, I could do that. I don't know really I don't know who's really good for me as, as me I mean there is I don't know really because when I've been watching most people I've been watching most films that do the same hair as me but but it would be amazing and they did do a movie about me I say you never know I think it could be a good film to watch because it's such a story of, you know, being told you, you're never going to wrestle yeah. and then you, you get into wrestling and then you're champion. I think it's a good underdog. I like, well, I've spoke about this before on the podcast. I love an underdog. So you're like my perfect kind of wrestler to watch because it's a real underdog story where everyone's like, you're never going to be champion. And then when you actually win it, it's amazing. Yeah, I, I said to my mother, I said, I just hope they do a movie about me. And my mother <laughs> said, yeah, one day they will definitely will make a movie about you. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know what's good as well, Marcus, is that you're um, a champion for much longer than you would, <laughs> would ever expect because of the, of the pandemic. You've kept yeah. the belts. Yeah. But I want to be a fighting champion because most people... Most of them really ask for the matches as well, some of the WAW fans. Someone saying Brandon Innes, that's one of my tag partners, but also my best friend as well, Brandon Innes. I think you mm. I think you saw him on the documentary when me and him were Academy Tag Champions, we were, when he was like wearing the autism heart with different colours on. Yeah. Uh, he's an well, amazing friend he is, amazing. Yeah, well, me, me and John have signed up to the WAW On Demand um, which I'm going to do a plug because it's, it's such a good 
um, online service. It's like six pounds a month. Yeah. And there's so much. There's stuff from like way back when. There's documentaries. There's all sorts. Um, and a few, match, a few VR matches on there. Mm. I, do, I really do want to go far in my life, in my wrestling career. Because that's what my granddad would ask me to do. Because ever since Eddie passed away years ago, he asked me one thing. Keep wrestling. Just keep wrestling so, so much. And then, and the thing is, when you when you do get back, there'll be going to be a lot of people after that belt. Who do you yeah. think will? Who do you want to be the first match against the belt? Well, the first person was uh, Brad Brandon Innes. They want to see me taking on him. Mm. Uh, James, the blind kid, he's actually a good wrestler. I'd love to wrestle him. Um, most of them saying Zack Knight or Roy Knight. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're going to lose a lot of weight then. Um, <laughs> Jason Cross, who wrestles in Wales, he's actually a good trainer. He he actually understands me a lot as well. Mm. Um, Brad O'Brien, he he, brought, he texts me on my Facebook page saying, my title. He said, <laughs> I was like, so what I did, I put big capital letters saying, bring it on. Yeah. And I can't remember who else. I think that's it, I think. I mean, WAW, it's a, such a great promotion. They also have the women's um, wrestling as well, which is just, the women wrestling is so good, isn't it, John? Yeah. I think, I think uh, they're definitely with the right promotion. Including Soraya Knight. I mean, oh, she was, she's like, she was like a jaguar, she is. <laughs> when I wrestled her. <laughs> it was me then, um, Tracy, um, me and Tracy taking on Scott, um, Edgar and, um, Soraya Knight. So um, I said, I said, you know what, I'm gonna, I got Soraya Knight, me and you start. <laughs> But I think myself, oh, I guess you fool, what have you done? Yeah, she's fierce, isn't she? She looks like a badass. Yeah, but she's so sweet outside the ring. She is, mm. when she's outside the ring, she's just like a cuddly person. But when, <laughs> she's the ring, when she's in the ring, she's a scary devil. <laughs> <laughs> but also, but also a wonderful person. Yeah. Good. I think all the nights are, aren't they? They all seem quite good for the community as well mm. I think um, my best match in 2020 was me versus Ricky Knight Jr uh, <laughs> um, would you not wrestle him again for the title I want to I actually would want to fight Junior again for the world title because I thought I did want it but when he told me his foot was on the rope I was like you are kidding me <laughs> yeah, but he I, he, I gave Junior the fight of his life, and he gave me the fight of my life as well. Yeah, maybe that's what you need. You need someone that's just going to push you to the limits. Maybe mm. Ricky Knight Junior is the way forward. Because mm. ever since he saw the documentary, he said, "You know what? I'm going to give Marlon Marks a world title shot." Yeah, good. So ever since he put that on there, my mind turned into training mode. To, to get stronger, run, run, and keep fighting and boxing and 
boxing love doing this, everything <laughs> to get stronger and get ready for junior. Another thing with WAW is the fans are so loyal, aren't they? You have some fans that kind of go to every show. Yeah. They are amazing, they are. They didn't they didn't they didn't know me when I first started. Mm. They think, yeah, this is gonna be another kid, it's gonna be crap. Although also that's how they first like that's what how fans do it. They yeah. test you and like like nah, this is gonna be just one of those punk again. And then a few years later, when they get to know, when they understand me, he's like, he's actually going to make it through. Wrestling fans are so clever; like they know they can smell the rat. And mm. when they see potential, wrestling fans know it, don't they? Mm. Just like when Randy Orton first started WWE, and everyone was like, "Man, he's just another nose punk." But when he took on a shocking victory over a hard good highlight. Hardcore Harley, everyone's like, and then the dog just beat one of the biggest wrestlers named. <laughs> <laughs> and look at him now. Look at him now. By taking on Bray Wyatt at um, WrestleMania. I actually am looking forward to this WrestleMania, but that, not that one against the Miz and what's his name. Yeah. Don't forget anyone else. I'll get upset. Him and Bad Bunny is just ridiculous. But I think no matter what, I mean, it's a cliche, but no matter what the, the card is, you mm. always look forward to WrestleMania, don't you? Mm. It's just one of the events that you just, you know, it's like a, um, it's a full, WrestleMania is a full <laughs> spectacle. You get invested in like the whole weekend, you know, with the, with the uh, go home show and, mm. you know, the pre-show. Yeah, it's like, it's a Super Bowl of wrestling, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the matches, Randy Orton versus AJ Styles, they said that match was all when the lights were all off. They said they had a few problems, I think. I can't remember what they, I don't know what they meant, but when I look on YouTube, it's like, oh, the lights are all off. Mm. Well, that's going to be messed up then. <laughs> will you be watching this year's WrestleMania then, Marcus? Um, well, this year's WrestleMania. Hmm. I just don't really know anymore, really, because I prefer the old days, the Undertaker to John Cena to Shawn Michaels to CM Punk. I mean, I didn't really enjoy much of Brock Lesnar either, because, I mean, mm. if you remember last few years back, he didn't even show up when he won the title. He didn't show up <laughs> no. in his role. That's not a champion in my books. And yeah, I totally agree. A champion shows up the shows, shows up and defends his title every single night. Yeah. Not I say that's all the same. Yeah. <laughs> watch the show, yada, yada, yada. Don't give a damn. I'll get paid anyway. Hand it over. If I was, <laughs> if I was, I would say, Brock, get over here. Get your furry ass over here. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. So, for you, Marcus, 2021, how is it shaping up? Shaping up for me, I'm just getting ready to get back in that ring and get more stronger. Facing yeah. so many dream opponents. Some few rival matches already already been called by Brad O'Brien. I've definitely got his attention. But the best thing is that Zach told me that Chris Jericho actually did see in the documentary. Uh. Really? Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. 
So when he saw me playing his video, when he says, oh, a little bit of the bubbly. But <laughs> <laughs> when he saw that, I said to my mother, I think I really, I must have got his sense now. Mm. <laughs> That's cool. Um, to, another thing to talk about, you finish your moves. Finish your um, moves. It looks amazing. How did you come up with that? Um, what, the stunner or the moonsault? The moonsault. Oh, God, it was one of the old wrestling gems that Ricky Jr. taught me, and it was difficult. Because mm. you had to move your head right back, like completely bend, completely flip your body right over yeah. like a shell or something. It took me ages to do it. I nailed it about a few times I did. The turnbuckle, I couldn't do it because that's when I froze up by accident. So I said, I quickly whispered, like, I need to do it on the ropes. I'll do it more better. So I pulled him to the ropes and did it on him. But they know he's, and then so he kicked down and so that's how pretty much dangerous that move was. But the most crazy move that he wanted me to do was the Canadian Destroyer. What's that? So what is, the person, it's like their head's down when they're standing up and the person put their legs between between the person's head and flip over and the person uh, hold on to the legs go flip backwards yeah I've seen yeah. that it looks so good though um, yeah it's a great payoff but it's actually a really dangerous move mm. yeah I was like, it must, oh. with a name like that it must be <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I nailed it twice and they were beautiful because when mm. I didn't say it I didn't really do it much the only thing I've noticed myself, I don't really do good things in training, but when I'm in shows, I just nail it, just like that. Yeah. I don't know that's, how I'm doing that. That's when it counts, isn't it? When yeah. you're in front of the crowd. Yeah. Well, Marcus, it's been um, an absolute pleasure talking to you. Uh, and thank you for showing us the belt as well. Of course. Yeah. And also a little, little mini me as well. <laughs> yeah, I, love, honestly, I absolutely love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, if I had my still my wrestling figures, I would have used them. Used them to play with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean... It's amazing to join and talk to you guys. Oh, no, it's amazing to have you, you on. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a great year for you and for WAW. Um, hopefully me and John can get down to a few shows. We're gonna try and get out tonight, aren't we? Well, <laughs> trying to do some bumps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you uh, for joining us, uh, Marcus. Everyone, thank you very much. It's an honour to you. Thank you. Thank you. you too. Thanks. Bye.